First Step podcast. On today's show, I am joined by the incredible duo, the amazing sister act, Holly and Alana, who are co-founders of the Body Band Company. After years in the gym, using body bands that would slip, break, you name it, they were fed up of the quality of the product that was on the market. After two years of research, going back and forth between suppliers, design, again, a whole process, they've arrived at what is today the body band company. Beautiful material body bands to use at home or in the gym to make you feel like your best self. This amazing duo provided so much advice today on the podcast and I really, really enjoyed speaking with them. Not only are they beautiful inside and out, they are both so intelligent and are wise and offer that wisdom to you guys today. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Recording. Hello, Holly and Alana. Welcome to that First Step podcast. How are you today? Hey, Jess. Um, we're both very, thank you so much. Thank you for having us on. Um, obviously, my name is Holly, just for anyone that can't see me and just listening to my husky voice. Um, and I am here with my sis, Alana. Hi, my name's Alana. And um, yeah, it's great to be on and to be able to talk about the body band and how we set it up. And um, hopefully we can give even just one person a little bit of motivation to take that first step. Great. So if you wouldn't mind both starting off with what you studied after school and I suppose what you wanted to be when you guys grew up before all of this happened. Um, do you want to go first? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so what did, okay. So the two of us went to Loretta Bray um, and throughout Loretto and then in college, to be honest, I was never 100% sure what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. Um, I always loved languages, so I ended up doing languages in college. Um, I thought I wanted to be an interpreter, and that didn't really work out so well, so I ended up doing my degree in marketing and um, loved kind of the sales side of it. Went into um, sales straight out of college in my parents' company, and from that started working in Salesforce, um, where I am now. And um, but throughout school and throughout college, I was always into the gym, always into like staying fit and found a love for lifting weights and things like that. So um, started using rubber resistance bands and was always into things like that. Um, and before I kind of go into how we discovered material resistance bonds, I'll, I'll get uh, Holly to talk about her experience in college. <laughs> um, similarly, I think, I'm not sure if a lot of people feel this way, but it's like the safe route when you have no idea what you want to do. You're like, oh, I'll just do languages and business in college. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and quickly dropped the language because I, for some reason, chose Chinese and just finished my degree in business management, which was definitely helpful, you know, for someone that doesn't know what they really want to do business, just opened so many doors. Um, and I got an internship within the sales organization of a tech company called Oracle after 
college um, from there floated around different tech companies and now I'm in a startup called Sprite Social which is a social media management software solution so both of us in tech sales now after um, a bit of what would it be soul searching and just trying to figure <laughs> out what are we doing with our lives I think a big thing for us after finishing college and, and looking for our first role was through internships realizing that uh, there isn't a lot of women in sales or in tech sales at all. And um, I remember in my sales role, there was, I think it was like 95% of the sales force in Oracle was male. And it was just shocking to me. I was like, this is crazy. Why aren't there more girls here? Um, and I'd bring it home and just be drilling it into Alana and she'd be like, this is crazy. We, we can be in sales. We could be making lots of money. So that's, we were like pushing each other, like egging each other on. Um, yeah, and that's kind of, off on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just being like, oh, well, boys can do it. Of course we can do it. We can do it better. And that's why we're both in tech sales now. <laughs> I love it. I love that sistery, like drive and motivation as well. The fact that you guys aren't competitive with each other. You're competitive with the men you're like I want to do that and I can do it and I can do it better and I love that ambition especially in young women like I was the same I started off in finance was working in New York and Boston and financial services again all men and then I came back to sales and I was like still all men like women are good at maths we're good at communications we're actually really good like listeners so why can't we use our skills and put that into sales yeah yeah listening is a massive part of sales a massive yeah. part of anything um so yes yeah i suppose we, we've accepted the challenge to um, <laughs> compete well not compete with men but show that we we are all equal yeah. exactly we have a table for sure 100 percent. i love that and we have our placemat and our cutlery and we're not leaving anytime soon exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then you guys said okay we're both in tech sales we love our life but we have a passion maybe elsewhere. We want to start a passion project. How did she even have that first initial conversation? Um, again, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, so as I was saying before, like we were both in the gym pretty much every day after school and then after college or during breaks on college. Um, and using those kind of rubber resistance bands, I'm sure you've seen them where they roll when you're doing a squash or a donkey kick and they snap and they pull your hair. Um, and then after a couple of years of using them and replacing them several times a year, um, we discovered the, the material resistance bands and they were kind of new and a little bit un, unheard of um, and very few places were doing them. They were kind of hard to get. Um, and so obviously we did not invent them, um, but they would come in kind of like maybe basic colors, pinks and blacks and stuff like that. Um, and from that, we kind of decided, like we've always had a kind of entrepreneurial mind. We've always talked about different ideas and business ideas that we could do. Um, and we've grown up around women entrepreneurs, our granny, our mom. Um, so I suppose it's always kind of been embedded into us from a young age. And um, so from that, we decided, look, like, let's look into this and see if it's feasible to do. Um, and yeah, do you want to take it from there, starting researching? Yes. Yeah. So I guess um, to not kind of go too far ahead, um, 
obviously resistance bands, as Alana is saying, aren't a new thing. And um, the material ones, they certainly aren't, but we absolutely love using them. Um, and what we wanted when we were like, well, we could, so we could be providing means to market, but what's going to be different about them? What do we want someone to look at our band and think? And that is, we want the band to replicate or just, you know, speak to someone who wants to feel sexy, who wants to feel energetic, who wants to feel vibrant. Like that's what the bands look like or should look like, we hope, in someone's they mind. They do, definitely. And that's <laughs> thank God. Um, and that's what we want you to feel when you are using them and when you look at them, like it inspires you to like get up and just work out and do just a quick 20 minute workout with your band, but you feel what that band represents. And that's that inner confidence in how you look and just sparking a, a more positive feeling and just feeling great using them after using them, just looking at them from across the room. Obviously we have them lying around the house. So we're just like, Oh, maybe let's do a quick workout. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of, the brand and um, why what what we wanted it to represent um, and in terms of how we source the bands uh, it was a long process very long extremely long process and this is definitely one of those questions that we get asked quite a lot especially from people that are trying to do their own thing which has nothing to do with exercise bands it could it could be to do with anything else but like how do you what what is that first step um, and how we went about it is reaching out to suppliers on wholesale websites, okay. loads and loads and loads of suppliers, like, you know, the, the Alibaba's, the AliExpresses, those, and they have, uh, an enormous amount of suppliers there from all over the world. And you just reach out to them, slide into their DMs, ask them about their products, um, ask them about their recommendations. Like have they got customers that have given them references um, and the ones that seemed legit and like trustworthy people, we would say, you know, can you send us a sample? We'll happily pay for shipping. That's the most expensive part. Um, but like just send us a sample, we'll pay for shipping. And we did that with, I think, uh, five or six initially, we narrowed it down to and we got those samples sent over. And of course, we're not just going to jump on board at one of them. So we use them every single day for like a year and a half, maybe two years. Wow. And the ones that kind of stood the test of time were two of the different suppliers. So really, really good. Um, so we went with one of those. Um, but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> pretty much how you do it. It's a long process, depending on what it is that you want to get in uh, like for us durability was obviously so important and comfort um, and non-slip and you know so we needed to test them out properly and and have our brothers pull them apart and you know like lads love trying to break things so we would give Absolutely. them to <laughs> um, and we would just be like oh my god what is about to happen but no they did very well thank god yeah <laughs> And as well, guys, I mean, people think, which I'm sure upsets a lot of business owners and new starters, that you just found this random product, you slapped your name on it, and off you go. But obviously, 
you were years in the making of this and the idea and all of this, even two years before it ever even was sent to a customer. Yeah. 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 Um, like, of course, we wanted to be able to just get the supplies in, whack a logo on it and, and start sending them out. But that could have come back to us in the ass. I mean, imagine we just went with what everyone looked the best, started sending them out and then they all came back unraveled or the material wasn't great or something like that so yeah. there was a lot of thought process behind it we wanted to to do it right from the start and um, and and I think we made the right decision I mean like I think people kind of don't realize how much thought and how much time has to go into setting up the business and um, there's I mean coming up with the designs and getting the samples shipped out and from wherever they're coming from, like it took us the guts of a month to get all of the samples in and and start testing them. Um, and yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's a lot more work than people think for sure. Yeah. And it must be great <laughs> as well then to have your sister involved and your family as well supporting you. I'm sure when you first said to your parents, I know you said they have a company and they're entrepreneurial, so they would have been supportive. But I'm sure at the same time, there's a bit of, oh, our poor babies, don't do it to yourselves. Like, what was your first reaction when you told people? Um, actually, when we, we want to keep it as far from anyone until literally a few days before we launched like my best 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 friends did not know about this until three days before we launched it we just didn't wow. we were confident in ourselves and um, we kind of had this and it's stupid now to think but before we launched it we were so anxious because we're like oh people are gonna think like silly girls you know, trying to break into a market that's completely saturated with similar goods and like who they think they are. Um, so I think a lot of, I think maybe it's more of a, a woman thing as well, is just feeling like this is going to be a failure from the beginning. People aren't going to believe in us or. What are, gonna, what are people gonna think? What are people gonna think? That's so a big thing that, that holds people back from making the first step. Yeah, you worry too much about what other people think. And that was just, so that's why we didn't tell anyone because we didn't want to getting out of what we were working on before we had a chance to even introduce it. So in, in a way, like we had the launch date in mind, we had all the content ready to go out. So like we couldn't really step back and be like, actually, no, let's not do this. Yeah. Um, we just like kind of dove straight in. Um, and then obviously all our friends were like, what is going on? <laughs> is this you? Are you just modeling someone's bands? What's going on? And like having to explain that. Obviously some people weren't too happy that they weren't in the know, but I'm glad we, I'm glad we did it the way we did it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, it's stressful enough without having other people's, you know, opinions or advice. Cause sometimes people might give you all this advice. Oh, you should do this. or you should do this, but you need to find your own way as well. Oh, absolutely. Could not agree more. Yeah. So you, you got the samples. Okay. It's three days before launch day. You have the samples in the boxes. You're ready to go. Now you have to register the company, set up the website, get the logo. Tell me a bit about that process. I can see why your face, Holly is like, Oh, reliving this. <laughs> 
Oh my God. <laughs> that was the most heartbreaking part of this entire process. Yeah, the oh, most time consuming. It's so manual. It, it's, we didn't realize how much time would, it would take to get everything set up. And even now, what are we, three months in? And there's still things creeping up on us. And we're like, oh, like we should have had this done before. Yeah. Oh, um, but, but like from speaking with other entrepreneurs, you just have to start and you, you, these things will creep up on you and then you sort them and then it's done. And it's, you try to automate everything um, and have everything set up, but you just need to do it. And then sort things out as they come up instead of waiting and trying to have absolutely everything done because that will never happen yeah. just take the first step and then sort things out as they come yeah it's all about being adaptable then but being resilient as well and you guys are in sales anyway so you come up against these stresses every day so it's almost like your previous or your continuous current role also presents itself and prepares you for this side hustle turned hopefully full-time role in the future yeah actually do you know what absolutely and it, it would have been very easy to just be like oh my god they're why are they making it so difficult i'll just walk away from it but you know as well from being in our day-to-day -day roles you can't do that or else you're not going to get anywhere and you're going to lose your job <laughs> so we we were definitely like every time something came up where it was like, we can't register the business until we have a bank account. You can't have a bank account until you have a registered business. And like just going back and forth between all of these different um, bits that came up. Yeah. 100%. You just need to, as they come up, just deal with it then and there don't let things build up or else you're just going to really stress yourself out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That would be like my number one thing. If someone's trying to set up a business is just stay on top of it like you're going to things are never ever ever going to go the way smoothly or the way they were supposed to go um, and there'll always be things you just didn't realize were going to be an issue but just deal with them as they happen and yeah don't put it on the long finger it's also stood to us that we are working full-time in a way it's kind of a catch-22 like we want to be able to put all of our time into the body band but we wouldn't have the body band if we didn't work full time. Um, like you do need money to, to get you off the ground and be able to even to play, pay for the shipping, the free samples to have a look at. And like you, you do need a bit of support behind you. And, and that's, we're grateful that we do have full time jobs as well um, mm. to be able to support that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you have then your upfront costs then of buying the stock. How did you even decide how much stock to buy upfront without pre-orders? Because obviously it was a launch. I can see by your face. So I wish people could see your faces because they're great. Um, but so tell me a bit about that. Because obviously if people are setting up an e-commerce store, that is one of the questions. How much stock do I have available? Um, honestly... Yes. So it's a bit of a guessing game for the first, <laughs> for the first order. Like you don't want to spend too much and then it'd be a flunk and nobody buys it. And we're lucky in the sense that our products aren't a product that would go out of date. Yeah. Um, so regardless of time, like how many did we get for our first? I think we only got like 450. About 400, 500 bands we got in for our first drop. 
I think that's all we could afford at the time. And that's yeah. probably what, <laughs> what the cap was. We were like, we can't. so let's just buy these and see what happens um and obviously it was so successful and we got to order a lot more the second time around which is great that's amazing well done you guys I mean even doing one drop that must have been so exciting and the day the website launched and the Shopify or whatever other actually what e-commerce did you use was Shopify for your site yeah Okay, because I've heard a lot of startups use Shopify and they really recommend it. So I'm glad it went well for you guys. So you see these orders coming in. You're obviously celebrating. It's fantastic. What are you feeling? Like what's happening? Oh, the excitement. And you know, the most exciting part was apart from seeing the orders coming in, packaging the orders and getting them sent out incredible to, to all out like because we we're we're thinking you know oh, it's just gonna be our friends ordering them like a, a pity order <laughs> <laughs> um but when we were pack, getting all the labels printed off and packaging like just in our kitchen um we were like these are from all over there was america germany spain um all over ireland like mm-hmm. how are these people finding us yeah and it was amazing from Instagram and, and people resharing our page and yeah, word of mouth, I guess. As, and yeah, I think so. as well, even though this was like two to three years in the making for you guys by the time you got the idea, the samples, everything, obviously the launch day was in this current situation. I'm not going to even say the name because I'm so fed up with it as everyone else. <laughs> How did you think that was going to affect your business? Or do you think it may have helped, didn't help? How did you feel about it all? Um, there's two big positives that came with the current situation. One is that we weren't traveling in and out of town every morning and night to get to and from work. So we had that extra hours to actually get this set up um, from working from home now. And the second part is that with the lockdowns, people couldn't go to gyms and they were trying to work out from home and get exercise equipment and stay motivated. So we were kind of riding that wave. So we were, there were two very positive things that came out of a really bad situation. Um, so yeah, we've been incredibly lucky, like really lucky. No, that's great. And speaking of the bands and the home workouts, how did you even decide how to price these when you were ordering? I know obviously you have to have the markup and the shipping and how, without even giving away obviously your margins, because nobody needs to know that for yourselves, your own business. But how did you decide this is how much they're going to cost, this is how much shipping and things like that? Yeah, so just looking at what other people were selling similar material bands for like we didn't want to be outrageously overpriced but we also didn't want to undervalue undervalue our 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 brand brand yeah um it was finding that kind of because we weren't the first to do it like we were using the material bands before and that's where we came up with the idea and so we did have a market to kind of compare to and then that and taking into consideration the costs, all the costs, not just the product costs, the shipping costs, the time, cost of time and everything that goes into the business um, because it is just the one product at the moment. Um, so that and then the, the shipping, we started off doing it with on post um, and I suppose another thing you don't consider is 
the cost of the packaging. So we were like, okay, shipping is X amount. And we haven't thought about the cost of the poly mailers that we're, set, that we're putting the mm. products into to send and things like that. Um, but we've, we've partnered with a, a shipping carrier now. So it's, um, I think it's a fixed rate now. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. It was, it was tricky for a while, especially in the beginning. And I know um, other e-commerce businesses will be able to relate to this, but if you're using um, on post or a national post service, you pay a lot extra for tracking um, more than what was charged on the website. So you're like, I'm just going to send this without tracking and hope for the best. Um, and then the parcel goes missing or doesn't show up with the person it was supposed to show up with. And you're like, oh my God. We have no idea. We have no, no idea where it is. Send another package. You're sending more packages to the same person and just hoping that they get it that time. There was a couple of instances where we just drove to that person just to make because they'd already been waiting like 13 days, and we we're like, that is not the service that we want our like brand to reflect. So we would just like hand deliver the band and just like profusely apologize for the band never showing up. And then you know, 10 days after that, on post finally would <laughs> deliver the band that was supposed to deliver be delivered like a month beforehand um yeah. so there's definitely there's a lot to be said for just partnering with a courier service and then letting them take care of everything else that is such great advice i don't think even people think of that or even the labels in the kitchen or the printers and all of these extra bits so what i've come across loads is with talking with startups is they're like get yourself registered get yourself an accountant, get yourself, you know, the people, the expertise outsourced and you focus on what you're passionate about. Is that something you would agree with now that you're in a three months? Absolutely. Mm, the accountant yeah. especially. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely yeah. an accountant. We wouldn't have time to do anything if we didn't have an accountant. Mm, yeah. And, and I agree with that when, because the two of us are working Monday, Friday. So the time that we have in is our evenings and our weekends to work on the body band. And as it grows, that's not enough. And as like, if we wanted to grow even more, then that's absolutely not enough. So outsourcing, absolutely. Yes. And, and trying to find different individuals with different expertise that will kind of resonate with our brand and what we're trying to achieve. As well, you guys both work for for tech softwares. Have you been able to use your experience in the market to maybe look at getting similar software to help you in your business? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, working in, in tech, I suppose a lot of experience that we have in our jobs we can use for for the business. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. For example, you know, um, just working in social media management and having that I can use, I have access to my software and I can use that to um, gather really interesting data around our, our followers and our growth and our engagement and what people like to see and what people don't like to see. I can leverage that information. And um, so obviously that, that has stood to us. And if, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't know as much about, what our audience wants to see or, or being able to better position our brand online. So that's 
yeah it's yeah the answer is yes (laughs) (laughs) and so speaking of instagram would you do much marketing or advertising yourself or how long did it take you guys to come up with your growth strategy for digital um it's kind of just been a learn as you go process um yeah like we had to decide we've we decided on our branding and and what kind of even aesthetic and what kind of content we wanted on our instagram and and how we wanted to kind of come across to our customers um and we wanted to come across as a community so that when someone buys their body brand they're part of a community we can all talk and share ideas of how to use the bands share our workouts um and all talk to each other and we love when girls who have bought bands share us on their instagram in the workouts that they're doing love being able to reshare that Mm. and one thing that we do as well is partner with girls that like aren't your everyday influencers with hundreds of thousands of followers and we want we identify girls that are really passionate like super passionate about their fitness and educating people around them about fitness and and staying healthy and mentally healthy as well Um, and just provide really interesting information because they're passionate about it not because they're trying to gain loads of followers and likes and be insta famous so whenever we find a girl like that we're like hey we love what you stand for we love your brand here is a body band on us and we really hope you enjoy using it it's not like we're not going to pay you to post about it we don't want you to do that we just really like you and we really like what you stand for and you're one of the girls that we would aspire to be like so here's a band on us kind of that's we want to support girls that are empowering other women and other people in their community that's for sure what we're all about I love that value and as well I think that is so attractive in a business and that it really is how you gain natural followers and natural you know people who are interested in your business because they share your values they're empowered and then all of a sudden you don't see the body band as a torture device or something that scares you you see it as oh that makes me feel great I know right now this other girl on Instagram who I became friends with through the body band, she's going to do her workout at seven. I'm going to do my workout at seven and I'm going to use this and be part of something bigger. And having that sense of community, as you just so eloquently mentioned there, is so important, especially in times where we all feel isolated. So also, you guys, that's such an important message you share. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what we're trying to achieve yeah for sure yeah. yeah and and from our our work experience in in the tech companies we've we knew that from the very beginning we needed to have our set values and our mission mm. i think that that though is kind of like something we've always been very passionate about is uh women supporting other women i mean i feel like women are uh, it's I guess societal norm it's ingrained from you from a young age to see other women as your competitors and competition and and women turn can sometimes unfortunately like being in an all-girls school you see it can tear each other down for no reason at all um and we've all done it and it's horrible to think that you ever made someone feel 
like they were I don't know less than you and it's it's awful and we are so um uh I guess we're just a huge advocates now for women who want to lift up other women around them like we, we really do not like to see women tear other women down. And I think, you know, what's going on at the moment with all those photos being leaked, sick. like not even to get into it, but it is, it's absolutely sick. It's sickening. And that's what we would like to change. Those societal norms of like, why, why are men sexualizing women from such a young age and women don't sexualize men from such a young age, you know? So just seeing as women, we're not objects, we're strong, we're fierce. We can be sexy if we want to be sexy without being insulted or slated for it. Um, and that's, that's again, like part of the brand. That's, that's us. And that's what we want the body brand to, to project as well. I love that. I, I actually like, I, I already loved your product from being on your Instagram, but from speaking to you guys today and hearing your story, I love your message. I love your mission statement and as well, the community aspect is oh it's amazing and I really do congratulate you on what you have you know the success you've had to date but as you said this is only the start so what's next without any spoilers but Christmas is coming up Black Friday New Year January oh it's all fitness fitness what do you guys think for new projects new products where you want to go next do you have any ideas we have loads of ideas And we're constantly trying to come up with new ideas and and um I suppose because we're we're three months in we're still kind of new enough um and at the moment we are bringing in um so we do the summer edition band as our first one and we've just only last week I think it was we brought in the autumn winter limited edition and so we're doing limited edition for the seasons and that's how we kind of change things up a little bit um, and to be honest, like we started out with these, the Marvel bands, the full set, it's great. Um, and the amount of feedback from men and women saying like, we'd love to see the long bands. And um, we'd love to, even just from our brothers, oh, can you get a plain black band in so I can use it in the gym? And like things like that, we're listening to our customers, we're listening to what other people want to see um, and we're taking that into consideration and, and giving them what they want. Yeah. And um, so we've got the black band in recently um, in our second drop, we've brought in the, the long bands in the material. Um, so I suppose yeah. that's, our, that's our latest kind of innovation. Um, really hard to get the long bands in the material so we thought let's try it and see how it goes and um, so we're still kind of testing the waters with it but so far really really great feedback yeah and we're delighted with it oh fantastic yeah. and as well as you said it's all about, oh sorry go, go ahead holly what's next no i was just going to say next is definitely our, our black friday sale which we were like deliberating while we get involved in this but we definitely will so there's a little spoiler <laughs> <laughs> that's great and i'm sure people will get super excited and especially as stocking fillers these are fantastic and the fact as well i know your message is women supporting women but i do believe that you know your brother's insight you know targeting men as well with the fully black band and some men love pink bands let's not you know 
say they yeah. don't. Some men do and all power to them. But um, I think as well by making it inclusive, the brand has definitely been a really good idea from you guys because women buy things. We all know 80% of Instagram is women. They're buying for their boyfriends, their dads, whomever. So having as well that little part of your website that does go towards the men as well is, is definitely a great idea. Yeah, we didn't want to exclude men. I mean, we are obviously to, we want to keep a female leadership in the organization and we are all about women supporting women, but we are not going to get anywhere as a society if we don't have men supporting women too. So <laughs> we don't want to just, we don't want to exclude our men and, and we're surrounded by amazing men in our lives. Um, so we don't have anything against men, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, but we definitely would love to see things change in society. <laughs> I'm here for it too. I was also, what advice would you give people listening to this now today thinking, oh, I want to start this new project, a passion project venture, but I'm petrified. What advice would you give them from your learnings as entrepreneurs? Mine, my advice is literally just do it. I know that you're absolutely terrified and so worried and anxious about what people are going to think, the people in your, in your small town. <laughs> There's how many billion people in the world that you're going to possibly sell this product to and you're worried about a couple of hundred people that you know and what they're going to think. And to be honest, when we launched our brand and we were so nervous, the amount of people that got onto us straight away, people that we didn't even know saying, oh my God, this is incredible. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for bringing this product out. I love it. Can't wait to buy it. Um, and it was all positive messages and support. We didn't see one bad comment. Yeah, it's true. Actually, we didn't. It was great. Um, that, yeah, just do it. I mean, you, you're either scared of people's perception or you're scared that it's not going to work out. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. You're, you're going to be fine. Yeah, try it again. You have nothing to lose. Yeah, just try it again. Try something else. There's so many hours in the day, weeks in the year. Time is going to pass regardless. So you might as well try and do something that makes you a bit happier as well and try something out. So I suppose, guys, you shared so much great advice today. So thank you so much. But I do want to end in one last question, if that's okay. Looking back at your 18-year-old selves, doing business with languages, not sure what you guys want to do, what advice would you give that 18-year-old girl um, knowing what you know now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like a list. Yeah, and I wrote out a list. <laughs> Let me just hop on a two-hour Zoom with my 18-year-olds. <laughs> All the things that you're not going to do in the next two years. Next two years. <laughs> um, um that's a really hard question my I think it's so important for girls to just own what they're doing and not be sorry about it and not excuse themselves um you know you girls work really hard we've worked really hard and sometimes you can feel like you have imposter syndrome like you don't you you didn't earn where you are right now you know and you did you worked really really hard for it and um, so just you know own it like stand up tall and just own what you're doing and where you are because you absolutely rightly standing in the room that you're in yeah 
And absolutely, like my, my piece of advice, my main piece of advice to my 18-year-old self would be not to let somebody else tell me that I can't do something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that personally and mostly professionally. I mean, if I, I remember in sixth year telling one of my teachers that I wanted to do a certain course in college and she sniggered at me like laughed as in fat chance Mm. yeah so that I think maybe that was even the push as in okay that's fine that's fine (laughs) you just wait and see what I'm gonna do (laughs) and so yeah and I think you had a similar experience didn't you yeah yeah I think not to go off topic but it's something that we speak about in work as well is you know um we were actually a, a recent conversation was the gender pay gap Um, and we were talking about wives that's still a thing and some of the guys were saying it well it's it's not still a thing like it's because women don't go for the higher paying roles and I was like okay but is that not a societal norm like we're telling women to go for the lower paid roles like when I when I was in school and and a few of the girls I know when they were in school and they said I want to do this like I wanted to do mechanical engineering one of my friends wanted to go into uh international criminal law and both of us were told why don't you just do like a language and business and and be you know you could be a teacher or and guess what we all did languages and business instead of mechanical engineering or (laughs) so am I really happy with where I am right now yes um I I love that I'm in an industry that is historically male dominated and I'm helping to shift the curve a little bit um but yeah I think we we have a lot of work to do definitely we do and we can start with working out on our mental health and working on our bodies with the body band so on that note ladies thank you so much for taking the time today I've really really enjoyed speaking with you and getting to know you guys and I'm so excited to watch your business grow as well so thank you so much oh thanks Jess thank you so much So there you have it, Holly and Alana's story, all about how they founded and created the Body Band Company. I hope this episode inspired you, because I know lots of people think, I want to go into the service industry, or I want to start my own business. But the idea of sourcing a product and branding it and selling it on an e-commerce store can be so daunting. So I hope today's episode broke that down for you. If you would like to support Holly and Alana, please visit their Instagram or their website. I will leave all details down below. But as it's nearing Christmas and into the new year, no doubt we'll have more lockdowns. So make sure you are fully equipped to work out at home by supporting Irish and supporting the Body Band Company. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We go live every Monday morning at 6am. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode to come in season two. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.